Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the From the Finney podcast with me, Jake. Me, Ollie. And me, Dan. So, in this episode of the pod, we'll be going over yesterday's comeback against Rovers. We'll have a chat about Tom Barkays and the bitter Tony Mowbray. And also, we'll talk about Jaden Stockley's performance. Boys, we good? Are you both calmed down after yesterday? Yep, my voice and breath have just about come back. Yeah, I was a little bit hoarse myself. Yeah, my voice has still been like all day. It's been cracking a little bit and been going weirdly high pitched. Sounding like a prepubescent child. Yes, a little bit. More so, yeah. more so than usual. How are you, Oliver? I'm cracking, lads. Absolutely, good. my brain's cracking. <laughs> yeah, mad, mad In few every days. Sense. Yeah. Yeah, every amazing. time we do a pod, you always seem to have had a mad few days. It's every weekend, isn't it? So, True. <laughs> True. Yeah, every Sunday. But yeah, let's get the pod done and then I'll have a sleep for a, a week. So Yeah, yeah if only. If only. Um, yeah, talk about a roller coaster of emotions yesterday. Um, obviously, it was brilliant to come back from being 2-0 down inside, what, 11, 12 minutes? Um, and... Uh, it's been said elsewhere online, but to me it felt better yesterday coming back and winning in the way that we did mm. than last season's 4-1 win. Um, yeah. With a just because they, like they, the... they fell into that little, that little, uh, that cocky little phase. I suppose like mm. you would, to be honest, if you would tune up inside 11 minutes, but then, yeah. yeah. It's more satisfying when, they, when they've had hope, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I'd rather win 4 0, me. Of course. Well, I think my doctor would rather we win 4 0, for my sake, but. As soon as we got the first goal back, though, I don't think it was ever in doubt, was it? No. Like I said yeah, to you. I thought exactly the same. As soon as we got one, I thought I was pretty confident we'd win. We got it back to 2 2, and then it went a bit flat, didn't it? Yeah, we were talking about the game yesterday, weren't we? Yeah. There was about 5 10 minutes where it just felt, felt a bit meh. Yeah, and then obviously the Barkey's goal, but I know what you mean. Like I think it's better. Yeah, like they had a bit of hope. They thought they'd win, and now I think they're eighteenth and worst 17th. second. They're seventeenth and worst yeah. second. So I spent half time just staring at the floor with my head in my hands. Yeah. Well, just on half time, I spent half time getting absolutely infuriated at the shite service on the Tom Fiddy stand. It's almost like they don't know how to deal with um, a big crowd. No, they really don't. I mean, I know, I know we're going slightly off topic with this, but the last, I think, three or four times I've tried to have food before the game, they've run out of what I wanted. 
Mm, yeah, it's and that's just, just before, that's just turning up piss poor before the game. They've run out of whatever I fancy. Well, we went to spoons before the game, didn't we? And I didn't even get any hash browns, so no, nah, he's fuming about that. Yeah, well, browns out the spoons breakfast. Yeah, that's why I got a spoons breakfast and I never got any hash browns. Um, yeah, yesterday I think it was clear to see that tactically, um, <laughs> Alex Neil got it wrong. In the first half, definitely. Yeah. Well, before the game, well, literally as the game kicked off, I messaged you saying, this looks a bit west, Alan Brown yeah. on the right. And then literally from the first phase of play, Alan Brown just looked absolutely clueless. Um, mm. They went down their left. Alan Brown was like way too narrow, got a crossing, went to the other side, got a crossing again. But first half was probably as bad. Well, I went to Reading like two weeks ago. Uh, no, a week ago. And I thought that was as bad as we played. <coughs> First half yesterday was just terrible. If only you knew what was coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But to be fair, you can't speak too much about the tactics in the first half. It was more right. down to... I think they just wanted it more, honestly. They were more intense. Yeah, Obviously, but, without but... Ben Davis was a massive loss in terms of how we set up anyway. Of course it was, yeah. but I think tactically Neil he evidently got it wrong because he, yeah. tra- he made a change. Yeah, he did. I mean, by his, by his own admission, he said he got it wrong. Yeah, yeah. of course he did. But he does weird things with Alan Brown. <laughs> <laughs> no, I phrase it like that on purpose because yeah, I know what you mean. Um, like Middlesbrough away last season, he started on the at right wing back. We were shocking in that first half as well. Should have been out of sight, Middlesbrough. Changed at half-time. Stockley scored the winner. Yeah. Um, I think he scored the winner. And then yeah. yesterday, he started on the right. But I think he just wants to shoehorn Alan Brown into the team sometimes, especially in big games. Yeah, it's feels that way sometimes, mm-hmm. doesn't it? And I think the reason he took Galley off was probably just because of his age. He was going to take him off anyway in the second half. Well, um, so, at least he's not going to be running to the ground for Charlton. I don't, yeah, I don't know if the Charlton game will suit Gally, but he'll probably start. But even when we even when we changed it in the first half, like Stocky came on, we still needed half time badly. Whether it was to put yeah. a rocket up them or whatever, yeah, well, I think that's what like, it was. It yeah. seems like that's what it was, doesn't it? Yeah, and in the second half, we were more four one four one with like four players. Like DJ and Brown, Maguire and Barkey all playing close to Stockley. It's like a narrow four behind. Yeah. Um, and then obviously Stockley just bullied Derek Williams. And then DJ was, well, they were playing alongside each other, but DJ was running past Stockley quite a lot. But obviously Brown won the penalty for him doing the same. Mm-hmm. Um, but they just had no reaction to that tactically because they just couldn't deal with Stockley and they had no central midfielder to help out uh, the centre-backs but that was about it really I think it was just one of it's typical game of two halves and they yeah. and w- with the way they're playing at the minute as soon as we scored the first like we said you just knew it was coming didn't you yeah. as in the win yeah even I in my, in my pit of despair once we once we pulled it back to 2-1 I mean I, I couldn't I couldn't see us scoring before we scored if you know what I mean yeah but, but, one, but once we did I was like well I mean it's going to happen, isn't it? Well, I think 
12 shots with eight on target, was it? Yeah. To their yeah. one shot on target. Tells yeah. you everything you need to know, despite right, right. Tony Mowbray and the Rovers yeah. chat website saying that we undeservedly won the game. Yeah. There's no doubt. I think the first 30 minutes obviously was shocking, but the last 45 was... We, we weren't that good, but we were... We no, we were, we were nowhere near our scintillating best, but um, we did what we needed to do to win. And yeah. credit Alex Neal for, for getting it right with the changes that he made in the first half or the change that he made in the first half. Um, yeah. It was a bold one to take Gally off. Yeah, well, he was fuming, wasn't he? Well, I, th- I, th- I think it was clear from the first 20 minutes that it wasn't going to be a game for him. Mm. I don't know. I said in the first, <laughs> I felt he was maybe hot, a little bit harshly taken off. Um, oh, well, I mean, to take any player off after 20 minutes, who a player who hasn't really done much wrong is... Mm. Probably hard. I mean, my, my thinking with it was that if if we were going to be bringing Stockley on and pumping balls up into it, sort of in and around him, then why take someone like Galley off with the quality that he's got? But I was just going to say, I think Neil took Galley off because he was going to make that sub anyway in the second half. Yeah. He was going to take Galley off in the second half, so he would have wasted a sub in a way. Um, and Alan Brown's got good delivery from set pieces. Yeah, he does, but he's not on Galley's level, is he? No, he's... Alan Brown can run for 90 minutes, can't he? True. But I thought he would have taken Brown off as well. But... He's a, he's like a perpetual motion engine. Yeah, that's what he is, isn't it? He, yeah. But, yeah, that was bold. And then, what other sub did he make? Pots in, like, the 91st minute. Oh, yeah, that, that was it, wasn't it? Pots yeah. from Maguire. Did we only make two changes yesterday? Yeah. Well, does it quite a lot, though, doesn't he, Neil? Yeah. only sometimes make one or two changes in a game mm. um, obviously trusts what his players do on the pitch and trusts their fitness levels yeah I think the one thing I'd say from like yesterday is just how important Ben Davis is yeah um, huge not even just defensively but more in terms of like because Hughes just looked confused positionally mm. when we had the ball more than when we didn't have the ball but yeah, and then the midfield was just proper vacated in the first half. Mm. It was weird. But... Yeah, there was times where you, you had like DJ sitting deep, um, Maguire, I actually thought Maguire was probably him and Fisher with the two that at half-time could go off with the heads held higher, but there was times where he was even dropping back into our own half to pick up the ball and try and move us forward and move us further up the pitch, um, which I think just goes to show how lacklustre the midfield was yeah and even Pearson didn't really get involved did he first half no not really I'd yeah. better have Dak in the second half absolutely mm. as usual you can file that away in things you love to see yeah <laughs> did he get oh did he get booked yesterday or no, that's no. no we didn't have a player booked yesterday I when's thought that the um... it's in December oh is it oh, the so he's going to get one more but yeah you'd think so well, he's done all right. Only four yellow cards. How many games? 13 games? 12 games in the league? So by, his, by his usual standards. Um, and all four, have been, all, right. uh, all four have been for challenges rather than anything else. Yeah, job shot. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think just going back to Tony Mowbray then, he... Mm. he couldn't have sounded more bitter in his post-match no. comments 
um, especially to Radio Langs, if he'd have tried. I mean, it was just completely bizarre. And and I think it's important to to make a note of what he he was quoted as saying before the game as well. Um, something along the lines of, well, they're, they're almost certainly going to win or they are going to win or something like that. Um, I, how do you get your team up for a game if you're going out in the press saying that? I think that was... Um, I, I mentioned on Twitter that I thought it was a very strange attempt at mind games. Weird, isn't it? Yeah. He's clearly just under a lot of pressure. He's a very bad loser. I mean, I, well, I know we've established that, but no, he is. He definitely yeah. right there. Absolutely, he is. Um, he's gonna, he'll get sacked soon, I think. Probably. Yeah. No, when you're fine. coming out, when you're coming out with stuff like that after the game, mm. it's a manager who's getting a bit desperate. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit. It was a bit amateurish, really. I think um, that I just published a piece this afternoon about um, where he said. I, I wouldn't instruct my players to go out and cheat, but then uh, I think I've not read the piece. I just saw it, but something from his time at Coventry where he's basically said he would never do. Yeah. When he was at Coventry, he um, said he wanted his experienced players to teach his younger lads the dark arts of football. He actually sounds like Graham Wesley. Yeah. To be fair, if I was the manager, I'd want the dark arts me. Yeah, but you don't contradict yourself. No. I'd say anything to removed from the team's performance and that's what it's done no, everyone's just talking about how much of a sore loser he is and that, yeah. how, and that how much their team capitulated so you think he's fallen on his sword then I don't know what that means but it sounds like it would hurt <laughs> basically painful one for Tony Mowbray that very painful basically he knows he's getting sacked so he thought he might as well take the blame no, I just think you don't want people to think about how shitty team was. Yeah. Like it, it, it's the same as what Mourinho used to do all the time. Mm. People just used to speak about Mourinho instead of. I'm not saying Tony Mowbray is Jose Mourinho. Well, of course <laughs> not. I don't think anyone would think that you were. Uh, but... just, going, just going back to that though, I think every single team in the league thinks that we're like one of the shithousiest teams in the league. We probably yeah. don't notice it because obviously we see it every week. But, I like to refer to it as game management, to be honest. I just yeah. think we're very good at it. Because Fisher did three or four of them yesterday, no contact. Yeah. Just went down. Um, we, do it every week. we do it every week. So. Mm. And even for the just, penalty. Just on that as well, um, it, it's just something else to me that highlights what a good manager Alex Neal is. Um, for him to unlike Tony Mowbray who's come out and blamed the referee for the defeat I think if that was the other way around Neil would would not have pulled any punches if it was his team or if it was something that he'd done he would have taken full responsibility for it but it just shows the kind of manager that we have versus Rovers you know he was willing to like he said in the press afterwards he was willing to swallow his pride and make the necessary changes to give us the best opportunity to try and win the game. The co- the comments about the referee, not just from Mowbray, but from the Rovers fans, I, I found absolutely bizarre. We got nothing in the first half. Mm. And, I mean, the penalty's about as stonewall as you can get. He's yanked him by the arm and pulled him down. Yeah. Uh, 
There was a second one as well that I thought we should have had. The second one was more than the first one for me. Yeah. I thought Brown made contact on purpose for the first one. Yeah, I think I think again, I think Brown was a little bit gamey. He was clever. He was just clever. Mm. I thought the the one on Stockley I thought was clear push. Yeah. Um but of course, because you're right behind it, aren't you? I don't. Yeah. Even, I don't even know which one you're talking about. I he do just think got, he got the sandwich one between fans were complaining about, um, which was pretty much right in front of me toward the end of the game. I haven't seen it back, but at the time, I was like, I wouldn't be surprised if he'd have given that. What was that? So where I think it was Bauer at the back post, either Derek Williams or the other lad who was playing left back. Um, he looked to be sort of all over him and dragged him to the ground. One of them, it's six one half a dozen of the other. And like I said, I've seen, you know you've seen him given, but then at, like yesterday you've seen him not given. Um, yeah. So I could That's maybe have a little tiny smidge of sympathy for that one, but I haven't seen it back, so I can't say definitely. But like I said at the time, I did think like, oh yeah, maybe. It wasn't a game where you thought the ref lost control or anything like that, though, was it? I not really. So well, the amount the amount he blew his whistle, he was definitely wrestling control back. Yeah. Yeah. Particularly second half. And I think we must have now how many penalties have we had? Like five or six penalties in the league. Uh, six, I think. Six. Yeah, it's a lot of penalties. That. Mm. Well, we're getting into the box. Which I think they've, all, they've literally all been at the town end. I think as well. Ninety yeah. percent have been at the town end. Mm. Yeah, I think they all have. DJ's goal against Stoke was. At- the cop end. His uh, his first penalty against Sheffield Wednesday was at the cop end. Yeah. And his penalty at um, Swansea, obviously. But other than that, I think they yeah. were the town end, yeah. Yeah. And then yeah, and then, and then his goal against uh, was it? Uh, Galley's against Bristol City was cop end as well. Oh yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. Was DJ on the pitch then? I think so. He definitely. I, I would. I'd be surprised if he hadn't started that game. Mm. Yeah, I trust DJ a lot more now than Gally. I don't know why. He's he's got the uh, the stare that everyone's he's, scared of. He's, he's cold. He's matured a lot, hasn't he, this season? I just think he's absolutely see To be honest, actually, I think the whole squad have matured. Um, yeah. Barky's comments yesterday after the game, you know, and, and before the game in the press on the Thursday, I think it was when he said that there's been targets set internally and. They're on course for them at the moment. I think yeah. there's just a very sort of a good vibe around the club and among the players, or so it seems at the minute. And you know, you don't have anyone coming out and bitching and moaning when they've not been selected or when they're on the bench or not in the squad. Um, yeah, everyone seems to be happy with the role they're playing. I mean, people have mentioned that the substitutes recently particularly have often been the first ones to celebrate with the players who've scored yeah I was just going to mention that like Andre Green looked buzzing for Barkey on Tuesday night when he scored against Leeds yeah and he's not getting he's not getting a look in there's something I alluded to in that piece I did before the season started like an extra season every single player pretty much has played at this level mm. they just know what they're doing some of them have been here like five six seven years now and they just know mm. what they're doing like when you compare it to like say Barnsley the other week, just men against boys. Yeah, it was. We're a good team. We're a very good team. And no, that same same for Alex Neil as well. He's got another year. Yeah. Another year in the league. How many years he's got in the league now? Probably about four. 
Well, they had season. one with Norwich, well, one and a half with Norwich. Yeah, and two and a bit of us. Yeah. So, very, we are very experienced now. Mm. Even though we don't have many old players. Even well, the likes... Dally, really. Yeah, even the likes of, like, uh, Ben Pearson, Alan Brown, DJ, Barkey. Very experienced. What, what are the so. players over 30 do we have that play reg, play semi-regularly, apart from Nugent Galley? That's it. That's it, yeah. Tom Clark's injured, isn't he? Yeah, and Huntington, obviously, but he's fifth-choice centre-back out of the picture, I think. Yeah. I think the second-oldest would probably be Bauer, maybe. Third-oldest. I think he's 28 or 29, something yeah, like that. he's 28, yeah. Good age, though, that. And then the rest are, like, 25, 26, 27, aren't they? Yeah. Barky. Then... I think Hughes is 28, actually. Yeah, Hughes might be that. He's deceptively old. Yeah, maybe 28 as well. well. We don't have many very young players either now. We've just got um, uh, we've got a lot of players at a perfect age. Mm. If you think about last season, we had Earl uh, it's starting. 27, Hughes. 27. We had Earl, we had Nemecha starting. Barker played a fair few games. Especially early on. Yeah, like... But now the the bulk I'd say are between like twenty three and twenty seven, yeah, which is like proper good age. And yeah. even if they're on the younger side of that, they've still got a fair fair amount of appearances at this level. Yeah, like Pearson, I think who's twenty four. Mm. You know, he's probably played over 100, 150 games at this level now. Yeah, he can tell us well. Yeah. So yeah, teams. Um, right, I think we'll call that part one, boys. Sound. Sweet. As a nut. I'll go and use my new Tassimo machine and get a brew and I'll be back. Hi, I'm Andrew Lonigan and you're listening to the From the Finney podcast. Welcome back to part two of the From the Finney podcast. In this part, we're going to talk about Jaden Stockley's performance against Rovers, uh, Tom Barkazen's recent form, and we'll also look at Sunday's game against Charlton Athletic. Um, so yeah, I think we'll just jump straight into Jaden's performance. This should be an interesting section, and I'm sure it's one that a lot of people have been looking forward to. Um, firstly, credit where it's due. Played well for 45 minutes. Um he took his time getting into things, and I think that the rollicking that they all got at half-time, plus I suspect some tactical instructions from Alex Neil, um, had a big effect on his second-half second performance. Oh. Um, and I'll address it now. Those people online who've been saying, like, ah, oh, will, will the From the Finney boys, namely Ollie, apologise? Um, I can't wait to hear what the From the Finney boys have to say. Even someone commenting on the official club post on Facebook saying, I wonder what the From the Finney boys will say. Just tag us, innit? Just tag us. Not yeah, bothered. Don't, don't be afraid to at us next time. Yeah. <laughs> like, really not bothered. Um, all I will say, though, and I've said it in my ratings piece, I've said it to you two today, um, is that one swallow does not a summer make Basically, just because he's performed well in one forty-five minute spell, it doesn't necessarily mean that things are going to stay like that. Um, I hope it does. I hope he goes on 
to have a good second half of the season. And as with all the players, if he plays well, I'll back him. Um, just need to see more of yesterday. He has to do it on a more consistent basis. I think uh, the key thing, the key thing for me yesterday was like when he's come on, his attitude's been shocking. Yeah, like he's throwing a, his arm. He's probably one of the biggest moaners on the yeah. pitch when he's played. Well, previous. yesterday, like his attitude wasn't wasn't. He got on with yesterday. it. Yeah, I, yeah. Think, I think it's because we had a proper job to do, so he just got on with it. Yeah, it, it, yesterday he had a hand in all the goals that we scored, and yeah. he deserves credit for that, and we'll give him that, because, you know, we we talk about what we see and how we see it, and, and if, we're, if we're slating a player, or if we're saying that they've not played well, it's because they've not played well. Despite preconceptions that other people may have on a player, we try to take any of that away and just talk on a performance. Um, I think people I think, just need to be aware to not get carried away with one performance. It yeah. has to be on a consistent basis. I think uh, he knew he knew yesterday getting subbed on in the 30th minute that he had to make an impact. Yeah. Like, and we've said before though there will be certain games that suit the way that yeah. is going to suit the way that he plays. And I said to you, um, I wouldn't mind because thinks I saw Stockley warming up and I, I didn't mind Stockley coming on yesterday. I think you, t- you messaged me about 15 minutes into the game, yeah. 20 minutes into the game, and said this could be one for Stockley. Yeah. Uh, because when, as which, soon as the for team those gets... of you that are listening that want an apology, I follow you, that's as close as you're going to get. <laughs> I'm not going to apologise for calling someone a tree. Like, do you know, he gets paid eight grand a one week. Thing, I don't know if you remember, Ollie, yesterday, one thing that I said that we should title the episode of this podcast is that the tree was uprooted. Yeah, like... It's... That, that's when he wins a penalty. Yeah, which, to be fair, he should have done yesterday anyway. Well, I, I mean, I think just to be fair to us, from the people who point the finger at I don't, time it's, before... I've said it to you today, I, I don't give a shit. If we right, lose a few I mean, followers, I don't care. I mean, I think, gives a I think shit. the podcast are going to listen to about North End, the club one, they don't I'm, do it I'm, anymore. Point I'm saying, lads. Sorry, yeah. Sorry, I'm just passionate. Yeah. I'm... In, in our defence against the people who might point the finger, I will just point out that we've never really made a secret of the fact that we thought there'd be games that would really suit Stockley. And yes, and yesterday is just a vindication of that, really. Yes, yeah, highlights it. Um, but well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't start him next week against Charlton. Just because no. yesterday, because Charlton, you will we'll have to stretch the game against Charlton. That's how we play. Well, I think until he puts in a performance like he did in the second half yesterday, on a cons- like if we see that with him off the bench on a consistent basis, I don't think there'll ever be a justification for him to start a game until that point. Really. Not with how we've played this season. We've got nah. the second playing how we've played, which yeah. is with pace, mobility up front, taking the game to teams, stretching teams. Mm-hmm. Um, but just on criticising players, you know, like this season, we've we've said frequently about Declan that. He's improved, he's looked better, but he's still arguably uh, one of, if not the weakest link in the team. Mm. And, and and as improved as his performances have been this season, he's still had a few ricks in him. Um, you know, But we've credited him when he's played well and we've critiqued him when he's not. And we'll do the same with every player. Mm. So I think, yeah, those people that are looking for... What I would say is the only reason he won a header yesterday is because he was playing against a five foot ten left back. Yeah, 
Well, I mean, for for the penalty, the header he won was against Adarabio, who's six foot four. So, just well, yeah. I, again, I said it in my player ratings. He doesn't. He, he looks like he might have just got a touch on it. If anything, it's more of a push in the back on Adarabio mm. than than actually getting up and challenging and winning for the header. Uh, winning the header, Adarabio got up in front of him, and it just looked like a bit of a push in the back in the first half. Where I, I know we've already said he didn't really do much in the first half, but. There was a time where the ball was played up and he, he was stood in and around the centre circle. Didn't even attempt to win the ball. Adarabio just moved in front of him. Literally just stepped in front of him and won the header. Mm-hmm. Like, I think people sometimes forget. They get a bit blinkered. You know, they look at a good 45 minutes but forget to look at a poor or an average, distinctly average first 10 minutes. You know, overall for the 60, 65, 70 minutes that he was on the pitch, he did well. Um, but yeah, having a five foot 11 left back, left centre back. The pro- key, clearly, the key was yesterday just getting runners proper close to him. That yeah. was the key. Because when he's on his own, he can't hold it up like Hugo could. He can't. So. Well, like we said, he's he's had a hand in all three of the goals. And, yeah. And, and that gonna... has come because he's had people up and around him. And, nearby. and to be fair to Rudd as well, two of them came from good kicks from Rudd, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, didn't know, I, I, didn't know, I didn't know Rudd could kick it that far. One of the lads that sits with me on the um, Finney even said yesterday, like, you know, he started getting a few good kicks in of late. And One of my, one of my biggest criticisms of Rudd has always been his distribution. Mm, it's not been the best. I think it's still a bit ropey, isn't it? But, but yesterday it was bang on. And I yesterday, think... go on. Sorry, as I was going to say, I don't think Rudd could have done anything about either of them yesterday. I think the first one was just very unlucky from Rudd's yeah. point of view. Yeah, I mean, I... I just It hit the post and just hit Rudd, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, when I saw it, because I sit um, dead in line with the six-yard box on the Finney side. Yeah. So, the angle I saw, it looked like he'd overdived. It had come down off his elbow and sort of gone in under him. Yeah, it was just one of them. It was only when I saw that replay from behind it where I saw just how good the header was. It came off back on him off the inside of the post. So yeah, it was a cracking header that. He's yeah. a good player that Sam Gallagher. He's a good header. It, it, it was a funny dive though. Just watching the dive in isolation, it was he let, he let like a salmon sideways. Um, but I don't know. I think he could have maybe done a little bit better with the second one. It's a good finish. Take nothing away a, from Gallagher. A, on his weaker foot as well, it's a cracking finish. That. But it reminded me think, of uh, Adam Armstrong's was... a couple of years ago. Mm. Similar goal that, on his weaker foot as well. Of what? Armstrong's goal against us for Barnsley when they beat us. Yeah. yeah. Similar kind of finish. Um, but I think I think Rudd can maybe be accused of looking for a whistle or a flag from the linesman more than con- rather than concentrating on trying to save it. Yeah. Um, it, it wasn't quite Fabian Barthez level of asking for offside while someone scores past you. No, but <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, you watch the highlights or the replays back and he does just feebly wave an arm at it. Um, but yeah, take nothing away from Gallagher. It's a good finish. It was right inside the post. I don't think he could have got to it. Uh, yeah, like I said, you know, take nothing away from the finish. Yeah. It was, more a que- it was more a question of whether he handballed it or not. Again, I, I watched it back and it looks, even if he did, it looks like... It's the play, not, the I didn't think it was. The seemed sure, but to be honest, it was right in front of me and it, to me it looked like it hit his midriff. Mm. 
Yeah, I couldn't tell, but yeah, players were desperate at that point. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I don't I know many. Were on the ropes, didn't they? Yeah, I don't know many refs who would give that because it was also would have had to go off the line. Point blank. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, two 0 down after ten minutes, and then win the game. So buzzing. Can't complain, can you? No. Have we been second in the league yet this season? By the way. Yeah. No, um, after, uh, when we went one 0 up against Leeds. I mean, that full time. Have we been second? Oh, no. No. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, at the moment is the first time we've been second in the championship since 2006. Well, the last time we were higher than this was Christmas under Paul Simpson. And then Billy Billy Davis dropped the old, uh, I've got two teams at the top of the league. And it went downhill from there. I don't remember that. <laughs> Do you not remember that? No. Derby were second. We were top. Derby were second. And, and um, Billy Davis came out in the press afterwards and after one of Derby's games and said, well, yeah, I've got two two teams at the top of the league, really. <laughs> and I think Sedgy says in his podcast um, that Simo had a big bite on that and it went to shit from then on. Oh, God. Obviously, we ended up finishing seventh that season. Yeah, just I think just, lo- just looking at the league now, I think there's like a top nine, maybe, and there's a bottom eight, and then there's like a middle few. Yeah. So... But even, yeah, I think it would have lost yesterday. It would have been eighth, wouldn't we? Mm. So it, it still doesn't mean that much at this stage. But obviously, just good to have points on the board. Well, we, we could still drop after tomorrow, couldn't we? Who's playing yeah. tomorrow? QPR. QPR are playing tomorrow. Yeah, um, they, they, could, uh, they win, they go above us. Bit of a derby, that, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. yeah. Game. Who are they playing? Brentford at home. Ooh, yeah, tough game. I think that is a that is a rivalry in it. I think just a point, Ollie. Your um, your thing about Stoke going on a run doesn't seem to be going too well. Shit happens, doesn't it? <laughs> Shit does happen, mate. They, no, they'll be they'll be they'll be top six. Trust me. They won't. I mean, I don't think they'll be in trouble come the end of the season, but I'll it take a I'll, hell of a run for them to get top six now. Do you want to do you want to make a charity bet, Ollie, about yeah. Stoke? Yeah, but yeah. bearing in mind, I've I don't have much money, but neither do I. But I'll. 20, yeah. I'll, have you, I'll have you 20 quid 20 quid to, right. to my own charity who support the EFL so yeah if if Stoke if Stoke finish in the top six I'll donate 20 quid to mine on behalf I'm, of I'm, I'm witness so Dan, Dan the hundreds of listeners are witness and if Stoke don't finish in the top six you can donate 20 quid tell you what, tell you what lads I'm, 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 I'm willing to double down on this I'm Ooh. the only I'm the only one of us who predicted QPR to finish top six. Oh, and you guys both are still telling me it wouldn't happen. If if they don't, I'll donate twenty quid to mine at the end of the season as well. Sound, sound. So mine yeah. getting money because QPR are coming bottom six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. if one of the listeners can remind us toward the end of the season, because I've no doubt we'll all forget. Um, that all would... right. I think Stoke. I think so. Uh, don't go changing it now. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. But as long as they keep Nathan Jones, I think they'll be top six. Right. But, uh, yeah, that, that get, bet's get there. Get excuses in early. No, I'll, I back <laughs> Nathan. I, I support managers, not clubs, though, I Jake. So. Yeah, you do. I can't disagree with that. Yeah, that, just give him a bit of time. Be buzzing. Um, talking about buzzing, one of our players has been buzzing, hasn't he? Go oh, on, Barky. Have you heard a funny rumour today about Barky? Yeah, Bayer Leverkusen want Davis yeah. and Barky. 
Davis. I thought, yeah, I, thought, I, thought I was still um, in a in a weird state, but it turns out that was a real rumor. Yeah, so, but it's come from the sun, so I'll take it with a pinch of salt. Yeah, but it's very strange. But yeah, he's um, I mean, is that seven for the season? Is it seven in all yeah. comps for the season? Two against uh, Bradford, was it? Yeah. Yeah, I think he only scored seven last season, didn't he? I think so. Season before, he scored a few more. I think maybe like. Uh, Nine or ten, I think. Nine or ten, yeah. So he's looking at like fifteen, isn't he now? If he keeps it up. Yeah, he's playing. He's just that that um, finish yesterday for the for his second one. Unbelievable. I mean, the first one. Let, let, let's go in in order. Um, yeah. It came at him quite quickly, and it was a decent cushioned header. Yeah. And it, I mean, obviously the keeper was nowhere near. Um, that, that goal, by the way, just sums up how we play. Like, because he's obviously Maguire started on the right. He was on the left. Maguire headed it in from two yards out, and they're both in the box, six-yard yeah. box. So I think as well, it just reiterates our never say die attitude. You know the mm. the, the Rovers keeper. That, that, ball, that was out. I was given. I had given up on it. It was weird because it looked like it was like drifting way out, and then I think Maguire even Fisher had his needs credit because yeah. he he got in behind to the point where he made it difficult for Walton to follow it out, mm. and. I think Maguire's movement and position for that essentially made Walton do what he did. Yeah, it was shocking keeping, but as you say, if Maguire wasn't there, there would have been no goal. Even Fisher had his uh, head in his hands. Yeah, he was. With the yeah, he was, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Barkey gets into nice their little, positions. Yeah, he does. Nice little cushioned header. Yeah. Bring us back into it. Yeah. Um, and then obviously the second, well, his second, sorry, our third of the game. Superb. When, when Brown plays the ball through to him, I'm thinking Stockley's won the header or chested it into Alan Brown, whatever it was. Yeah. And he's he's peeling off. He's looking to the back stick. I'm thinking, right, it's on Barky's good foot. Just either whip something in quick to the back post or just float it into the back post and give some it, Stockley something to attack. Mm. And I mean, I, th- I think he definitely whipped it into the back post. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you could tell it. when he got the ball, you could tell how he opened his body up. That's what yeah. he was going to do. But yeah. keeper couldn't do anything about it. It's just a perfect finish. Unbelievable finish. And did, yeah. we, we, uh, did you see the last five minutes of the warm-up as well? Nope. Did you see the, in the shoot? He, he scored every goal in the shooting drill at the end of the warm-up. And we got in by the... I thought yeah, we... we saw the end. We just saw like... Yeah, I, got, players. Uh, I remember looking at my watch and it was like 22. And because yeah. of the... Awful service. I couldn't get a beer before the game. I don't know why yeah. I didn't notice it going on. I must, have, yeah. I must have just been talking to my dad. Alan Brown missed everyone and Barky scored everyone. But yeah, perfect finish. And he's probably like, well, alongside DJ and Ben Davis, Bauer. He's just, you'd say he'd start every game that he's fit now. Because yeah. at the start of the season, Bowden was pushing him. Mm. Obviously, Bowden's injured, but Barky's just. Integral to the way we play. Similar to Maguire now, he's made that. They yeah. both made like five positions their own, really. Absolutely. For var- various reasons, but and they can both then they can both get into the box like yesterday. So. Yeah. Both. Yeah. Maguire could do with a couple more. Yeah. But he's playing well generally. Yeah, I think his overall play is really good. He's like you said, he's integral to the team, isn't he? And he looks fully fit, doesn't he? Mm. So it's, that's not really a concern anymore. No, no, he's probably gone the best part of a year now without an injury. Um, yeah. 
I think it's almost certainly helped that the club have reduced his training load. Mm. Is it Mondays or something that he gets off or Wednesdays now? Yeah, I think Neil's. I think that's just generally Neil's managing the squad better. Mm. Obviously, Hughes had the injury, but that was more of like a contact injury, the hip thing. Yeah. And then Harrop's just got. A, he's out for a month or so, I think. With a hamstring. Yeah, Neil said a few weeks, didn't he? Yeah, but apart from that, obviously Billy Bowden as well. But. Oh, Bill. Yeah. Bill's on his way back, or Angelina. Yeah. And then we had the Ben Davis one where you could tell straight away that he'd done something. Yeah, you messaged uh, that was just, that was when just he went a, down. That was just the way he liked the ball ricocheted off him. Yeah, against Leeds. He didn't look right, did he? He should be back for uh, Sunday, sorry. Well, yeah, if it's a sprained ankle, you'd think it's, what, two or three days out and then just yeah. eat himself back into training. Yeah, but every, everyone's playing well. Like, even for, well... Obviously, Sockley did well yesterday, but I'd say Fisher was man of the match for me. Just for, I thought he was impeccable. Yeah. It's between him and Barkey for me. Yeah. I think, obviously, Barkey got it. Did yeah, they announce it yesterday? I don't yeah. know. Yeah, they, they did. It was after the game, though. Oh, uh, was, was it? After the final whistle, yeah. Because they didn't announce one on Tuesday either, did they? Who was it on Tuesday? Um, ben Davis, I think. Was it, yeah. I think so. Um, doesn't really matter, does it? Mm. Uh, yeah. So yeah, everyone's everyone's playing well. Yeah, we're we're a well-oiled machine at the minute. I think mm. is probably a good way of putting it. And yeah. one way to continue. A machine that took took some kicking into life yesterday, but it got there in the end. Got there in the end. Just had to um, turn it off and turn it back on again, didn't we? Yeah. One little thing I'd say is just. At the start of the season, we were scoring in the first 30 minutes in most games. Mm. Obviously, Reading, they scored first. Leeds took us 80, 75 minutes, and then obviously Blackburn scored first. But we can't, we won't keep getting results if we don't score first. But it's not really an issue at the moment. It's just something I thought I'd highlight. No, I don't think it is an issue. No, it's not. But just we were, We're not starting games as quick as we were. But that, that's obviously going to come in that you can't keep up that intensity for a whole season. Yeah. And another um, thing I'd point out is we've scored 10 more goals than Leeds. Yeah. And the uh, the quote-unquote best attacking team in the league. Yeah. And did you see we've scored more goals at home than 22 teams have scored home and away? Have we? Yeah. Jesus. Mad that, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So, I've seen that one. Yeah, I think have we scored six? Have we won six? Well done, Alex. Well done. One six drawn one, two is one, it? One six drawn two at home. Yeah. Yeah. Good record. Mental. Very good. Bloody good record that. But very tough game on Sunday coming up. Yeah, yeah I was going to say looking ahead to Charlton. Um, I'm going to do something that probably not a lot of fans would, but thanks Sky means I can watch the game. Mm. You can't uh, watch it, can you? You're aren't you? Haven't you got a match? Nope. Check my fixtures, and we don't have one penciled in. Uh, yeah, it's a weird one. 12 o'clock on a Sunday. 12, 12.30, I think it is, isn't it? 12, midday. Is it? Yeah. Ah. Bang on midday. Well, either way, I'll be in the pub with a beer. So. Which, is, which is just a horrible time to kick off a game of football. Yeah. And Sky are absolute shithouses. Because uh, you, oh, yeah. you can't get the train there before kick-off, and the coaches leave at half four. Don't. I'm not saying they're good. I'm just thanking them because it means I can watch the game. I can watch as it as well. Probably so. thousands of other North End fans can. Uh, but yeah, take nothing away from mm. 
those that are going that had already made plans because it is a shitter for what they have to try and or what they have probably had to try and rearrange. Yeah, I think Charlton have dropped off a little bit in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. But but still, they're still going to be a very tough game. I'm not oh, sure how many games they've lost. against West Brom yesterday. What, what did they do yesterday? Last minute equaliser against West Brom. 2-2, wasn't it? Did West Brom not come from 2-0 down? No. Well, was that Tuesday night, am I thinking of? Yeah. Yeah, all the days are blurred together. Barnes, it was Tuesday, wasn't it, for West Brom, I think. I couldn't tell you about a new Barnsley. Oh, but, yeah, sorry, that was... Yeah, Charlton have dropped off. They've only won one of the last five. Um, <clears throat> yeah, one... we've only won two of the last six, so... True. It happens a lot in, in this level. It's but we're easy. second and they're ninth, so... How many points are they behind? About four? No, three. <laughs> three, exactly. Still so, not a lot, innit? Yeah, it'll be a good, Obviously, Bauer going back there. It'll be a good game. Yeah. That, I'm that like, the pack breaking up that I keep mentioning just hasn't happened yet. No. Not really. Uh, it's I mean, all season. Down the table, even down to 16th. Derby on 18 points. Mm. I think there's a clear butter mate in there now. If you look at it. From, to be honest, from Blackburn down, Blackburn in 17th are on 15 points. Blackburn are in trouble, you know. Blackburn, Wigan, Luton, Huddersfield, Reading, Borough, Stoke and Barnsley. Yeah, I think... I think if Blackburn want to stay up, they're going to have to get rid of Mowbray and Sharpish. It'll come in the next few games, I think, if they carry on with the forerunner results. The squad's easily good enough to stay up. Yeah. So, yes, it looks like it's Mowbray's... Done and dusted there. As I said to you coming off the game yesterday, Ali, he's just a bit of a dinosaur, isn't he? A little bit. He's a little no. bit like one of them. A bit pulissy. Yeah. A little bit. A bit, a bit stale. Because they could play some proper nice football with the players they've got. Mm. I think but, a yeah. few of us in the prediction piece we did in the summer had them down as dark horses. I think I think I said they'd be like 10th. Yeah. I mean, no, it's not beyond the realms of possibility that they'd still finish there, but I think there's, there's a lot of work for them to do. Mm. Yeah. And then, yeah, I don't know who West Brom play on the weekend, but if obviously they don't win on Saturday, we'd have the chance to go top on Sunday, mm. which would get people very excited. West Brom against your best mate? Oh, you joke! Oh, on Monday night? Yeah. Oh, so we can go top on the weekend? Yeah. Was it? Yeah, they're away at Stoke on Monday. Mm. Eight o'clock kickoff, so I, sh- I assume that'll be on Sky. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so Sunday's going to be tough. Um, I think if you gave it to me now, I'd take a draw. Definitely take a draw, I think, yeah. Might might come across as a bit defeatist to some, but yeah. yeah. It's a tough game, that. On paper, our, our away record's not been particularly good this season either, has it? So Just the one win, is it? Just the one win at Birmingham. Birmingham. We have had a few tough games away. Yeah, we have. We've played... Um, Obviously Swansea. Millwall. Swansea, Millwall. Forest. Forest, who, again, they're up and about there. They could yeah. go above us again when they play. They Middlesbrough, probably... Middlesbrough was a game where we we should, we probably... It would be one game, I'd say, that we should have probably looked to win most out of them. But I think got, on got the balance of things, we were lucky to come away with the draw, to be honest. Yeah, and then obviously Reading with a new manager, always tough. Mm-hmm. After the international break. So, And then another tough one on Sunday. Yeah. And then Huddersfield the week after that will be tough as well because they're unbeaten in six now. Yeah, they're doing all right. They're starting to pull themselves back off, aren't they? Yeah, new managers. Um, yeah, I yeah. think we'll 
unless either of you two have got anything else to say on anything, then we'll call that a podcast. No, nothing from me. Daniela? No, I'm, I'm all done. Nice, Rob. Yeah, cheers, boys. And um, thanks for listening to episode 19 of the From the Finney podcast. Uh, as we say at the end of everyone, you can find us on all social media platforms. Well, I say all three of them, uh, Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. And we should be available on the majority of podcast platforms as well. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us about anything, ask us any questions, uh, you can slide into our DMs on Twitter or on Facebook or on Instagram, or you can email us uh, at fromthefinney at gmail.com. Um, so, yeah, if you've got anything to say, get in touch. And finally, a big thanks again to you boys for nice one. giving up an hour of your time. No problem. Nice no problem. one, lads. Cheers, boys. Thanks, man. See you soon.